You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about everything about screenwriting and screenwriters and anything to do with this film and TV making business. I'm your host, Jared Dean Winchester, and you know, I've been telling you a little bit about a few of the fallacies that the film industry, or rather the professionals in the film industry, believes. But what I've decided to do in this episode is list some of the common ones that are misconceptions, and this is to the detriment of newbie filmmakers. And also the screenwriters who are trying to make it or trying to break into the industry but have been told not just the quote-unquote the truths of the industry or it's tough out there type lines or type responses but I am just going to go through a list, including my own, which I have mentioned before. So let's get, just get right into it, shall we? Now, the first of which, which I've already touched on, is a good camera will make you a good filmmaker. Again, just like I've told you before in previous episodes, you can easily go back and check it out. Hail to the no. This is a classic misconception or a fallacy. You see, it's the techniques of filmmaking and it's actually the filmmaker and his cinematographer that makes or breaks the film. And it's also to do with the story, the action, or the actors, and the director that makes or breaks the film. Because the audience, from what I realized, can easily tell the difference between a film that was badly directed, a film that has bad actors or bad acting, and a film that has a bad storyline or a really ugly storyline, storyline that simply makes a audience member turn off and just walk out of the theater if... The movie is being watched in a theater. Now, I'm not exactly sure how many theaters are still open in this pandemic, but that's one of the fallacies. A good camera will not make you a good filmmaker. You yourself need to be a good filmmaker by the use of good filmmaking techniques, understanding the rules, 
and knowing when to break them. The second of which fallacies, which I'm going to go back to the first one, because this is really tied to the sec, the first one, the second one that is. Less gear creates limitations, which are bad. No. Because this is especially a fallacy, and this especially discounts filmmakers who are trying to make a film, a great film, on a shoestring budget. Now, if you consider the film Project Almanac, which apparently was made on a low budget, which is actually considered... Now, what's considered a low budget is actually under $2 million, $2 million. But the trick here is when you get a camera or when you get a piece of gear, you go through its limitations and... If you are able to work with those limitations and still crank out a good product or a great product, that is what seals the deal. Less gear does not equate to limitations, which is not bad. A good cinematographer or great cinematographer or a great filmmaker will work within his resources with what he's got. And the advice you're going to get if you are in today's filmmaking world, you will be told to use what you have. And as an example, I'm going to reference the movie Tangerine, which came out of Iran, and apparently the filmmaker used five iPhone 5s to make his film. Granted, that is not an ideal camera to choose to make a film, given the fact that something like an iPhone will heavily rely on computational photography or computational videography. That is not an ideal camera. I agree. However, you have to admire the gumption or the persistence or the ingenuity or the resourcefulness of the filmmaker that made Tangerine. Now, I'm not actually sure what the storyline is all about, but it made it. To Sundance, apparently. Now, using what you've got does not limit you. All it does, it challenges you to be resourceful. But then again, we have some in the filmmaking business where 
they say gear is everything if I don't have such and such piece of gear or if you don't have such and such piece of gear you're not a professional which is again leading up to the third fallacy just because you don't possess a particular piece of gear or a particular piece of desired gear does not mean you ain't a professional. Now, I'll give you a shrewd example of this because when I was going to film school, every single filmmaker was seeking out the Canon 5D Mark II or three. I believe at that point, Canon had already released the 5D Mark III. And that was the most sought-after camera. And I do remember this one situation where I was teamed up with a group, and one of the guys, when it came to his turn to make his film, now he's the type of guy who just rushed it in, with a story, doesn't take his time, to flush out the story, and he just comes up with something in the last minute. And I was supposed to be his cinematographer, but he just passed me over because I was using the schoolist camera. And he passed me over for another guy who owned the 5D Mark III, and that said cinematographer insisted that no one use his gear. Which is fine. That's that's cinematographer's prerogative. But this just goes to show you that just because you don't have the most sought-after gear does not mean you are not a professional. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. So before I continue, let's just take a short break and then not only will we continue with the list of fallacies, but what we are going to do is continue on with some screenwriting fallacies. I picked up a few. So, let's get right into the break and let's get on with the next segment. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at screenwritingu.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's screenwriting you with a capital U dot com. 
This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. So, we are discussing the fallacies of screenwriting, or rather, the filmmaking industry to begin with. And so far, the fallacies were... A good camera will make you a good filmmaker. Totally wrong. Less gear creates limitations, which are bad. Again, totally wrong. You can still work with it. And of course, I also discussed the third fallacy, which is something that I picked up my own, on my own when I was doing film school, just because... You do not have a sore out, a highly desirable piece of gear or the most sort out gear out there that most professional screenwriters, professional um, filmmakers are seeking after, doesn't not make you a professional. You are still a professional, but just because someone doesn't have a particular piece of gear, which is sought out by the film industry, doesn't mean you ain't a professional. Now, I have come across a lot of debate about camera gear and some of it became really heated. Some of it's on YouTube but it can be on within the film industry as well. The problem with that is I'm just throwing it out there this extra little bit. I'm just throwing it out there. So basically, there's a war going on about the best camera to use. Hey, the best camera to use is the one you got. So, you really have to work with the camera you got and understand the features, the benefits, and limitations of the camera that you got or the one that you're seeking after and tailor the right kind of equipment to the right kind of project. Now, I know I did say gear doesn't matter, but the right type of gear matters. So... Just because a camera like the Red Dragon offers you great image quality or is something that the filmmakers are using to be a professional filmmaker does not mean you need to do that. You need to figure out what serves your project and then find the best suitable gear for that. 
it's in the same league as when an employer tries to hire the right candidate for the job. He actually does this by sifting through all the candidates who have applied. And just because somebody is overqualified or somebody has the most qualifications doesn't mean he's qualified for the job, if you know what I mean. But anywho, moving on to the last fallacy of filmmaking is that you have to live or shoot in big cities in order to make it. Again, hail to the no. Because in this day and age, there are certain states or certain cities around the country that are offering you incentives for filmmakers. And that's where the production budget is. Because producers are seeking after cost savings via tax incentives and other filmmaking incentives. But this idea that you have to live in big cities in order to make it, no. And I'll give you an example of this. My favorite director or filmmaker, Peter Jackson, and I will talk about him in a future podcast. He started out small. He comes from Wellington, New Zealand. And even though the film industry there isn't big, he also doesn't live in the big cities like Auckland, where the film industry and the entertainment business is. He actually makes his films, still makes his films, in, I believe, Smart Hands. And he's still a successful filmmaker. So again, you living in the big city, in order to make it in the film biz, is again another fallacy. So, let's move on to the fallacies of script writing so the first one is the critics criticizing that something in the screenplay isn't realistic I'm going to have to reiterate this question again see if you get it see if you can open your ears and listen to me carefully so you deal with an entire day's worth of reality. Like, for instance, you go through an entire day dealing with reality, and now you're saying you want more of it? The brain doesn't work that way. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist to say that. I know. But... Logic says that your brain needs a break. 
So that's the first one. The second one is about believability. Oh, before I even continue on that, I'm just going to say that movies and TV shows are meant to be real. They are make-believe, and they work off of the what-if premise. And this, boys and girls, is Kate. As soon as you have this ingrained in you, the better. And of course, I'm going to give you another one pretty quickly. It's about believability. Believability is pretty subjective because, you know, the audience wants to do something called suspend their disbelief. Because when they watch a movie, what they're willing to do is, in order to forget what's happening in the real world, they just want to forget everything, and they just want to get immersed in the movie. Now, if it's entertaining, if it pulls you in, then the movie or the filmmaker did a great job. But the critics, now these are the ones who criticize that something in the film isn't realistic or not believable, they're out of their mind. They don't know what they're talking about because all the audience wants to do is they want to enjoy the movie. They want to be immersed in it. They want to forget reality. And for you to complain that something isn't realistic, you're out of your mind. So... I will end it right there. And remember, folks, the key to a successful screenwriter or being a successful screenwriter is not about writing the scripts. It's about how well-crafted the scripts are and how often are you practicing your craft? That's the key. The essence of writing is rewriting. And quite frankly, I enjoy the rewriting process. As long as the criticism is constructive, and as long as the criticism that I get aren't condescending or aren't demeaning. They're not attacking me as a writer. They're attacking my work, my performance. As long as that happens, great, I will improve. And you should too. So, Let's end it right there. This has been Jared Dean Winchester. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Saturdays with the Story Dude. Until then, don't forget to turn that page.